Welcome to the longer introduction on living from heaven. At this point, you've watched the short intro and you've sent an email and now you're to the longer introduction. So why have a longer introduction? Well, first off, I'd like to take a little bit more time to explain things and say a few things that I couldn't really say in a public setting on that. Second, I want you to be totally aware of what you're getting yourself into. It's not for everyone. And so I want to make sure that it's right for you in this time and in this moment. So why operate in the heavenly realms? Well, number one, you were created to. That's the bottom line. You're actually not just a human being. You have a soul, but you also have a spirit that's meant to operate within the realms. You actually know this. It's really just awakening back up to where you've already been and what's already inside of you. But as we move into the realms of heaven, the most important thing of anything I'm going to say is it's about relationships. It's relationships with the angels, it's relationships with the men in white, and ultimately, and most importantly, it's relationship with your creator, moving back into the position that you were before you actually came here. And my guess is at this point, that you've tried all sorts of different things. You've ran around the world uh, in maybe trying bad things for you and realized those don't really work out too well. And maybe you've searched for good things and you've got little nuggets, but it's not actually uh, scratching the itch inside of you. You've gone to yoga retreats. You've gone to Tony Robbins or positive thinking places. You've uh, been to mindfulness. You've been to therapy, to counseling. You've prayed, you've attended all sorts of uh, various religious activities, uh, you've studied different gurus, you've studied maybe various religions, and there's actually cool truth in all of those places, but for you it's not getting the panorama and the access that you know is inside of you. Another important question is, what's drawing you to this? Like I said on the introduction, is it just an itch? There's something you know? Is there something that um, you've been having experiences? A lot of people actually move into this because of injustice. There's things that aren't right. There's things that are happening uh, in your body, in your relationships, maybe in your house, in your community, maybe even in your nation that you're really frustrated with. But... Uh, the ways that you've been trying to make those changes are not working and you see that. Well, let me tell you that you are meant to make changes in all those places. There is injustice. And we're going to start right at the bottom and give you a chance to build the foundation to work up to actually bring about the change that's truly inside of you. You were actually created for this. So I want to take some time now to slowly go through some of the things I mentioned on the short introduction. For instance, gateways. You have uh, places that energy and communication and uh, resources that actually flow in and out of you through your body, through your soul, through your spirit, 
and through what we're going to call a love gate. And so what you're coming into is you probably know some of those, but some of those you don't. And so being able to say, hey, is it a good gate? Is it clean? And if it isn't, how do I know? And how do I clean it? And how do you actually uh, work with those gates uh, within your system as a triune being? Angels. You have angels assigned to you. Actually, at, from my understanding, <laughs> one or two. And as you begin to work with them, then more get assigned to you the higher uh, you get in your responsibility on that. It's just like uh, in the military that the higher rank you go, the more people you have underneath you to actually do the work. And it doesn't mean above and below. I'm just using it as an example. And so um, I met my first angel and it really freaked me out and I didn't even know what to do. In fact, it was a long time before I even uh, acknowledged that it was. And as I've grown and processed and changed, more have been added to me, uh, assigned to me, I should say. And I have uh, unique relationships with them and uh, they work with me. And then there's also uh, more angels given on assignment. So it allows me to not be doing all the work. I'm actually coordinating with heaven to see the work done. Who is God really? We've really puckered this one up and I'm not saying I have the definitive answer at all. What I am saying is I've had to lay down a lot of my hatchets and a lot of my anger and a lot of the lies that I have ha believed and I've come to an experience of who God is. And so it's not just about, again, this mental ascent um, to God. It's he, she, they want a relationship with you. They already do. It's just opening up to that. And what's so beautiful is they've been doing that all the way along. And you don't even need to use the language that I'm going to be using. I'm just giving you the tools and framework to move forward in that. Another one is the Bible. And I know many of you are coming from all different backgrounds, but that's the book I'm going to use and I'm going to show you how it can be a portal and how you can use those things uh, within the Bible. How do you read it and why it's become so polarized. And frankly, I agree with a lot of that stuff. And I've had to come back and deconstruct so much of my thinking around the Bible. How does God speak? He speaks actually very uniquely to each person, but there's some commonalities. There's some pieces that are going to allow you to open up to hear. And so when I say hear, I just mean to be able to sense, see, feel, taste, touch. Uh, and really in scripture, the word see can mean all those different pieces. It's how does God uniquely as they have made you want to communicate with you and you back to them. One of the biggest ones to start with are courts. You have an actual court assigned to you, like I mentioned, we're just going to call it courts and 
what I mean by that is mobile court. And when I say mobile, meaning it's yours, it moves with you. So I'm not going to say daily, but for me, weekly, sometimes multiple times during the day, I'm going to court. Well, why would you go to court? Well, it really brings into an understanding of what the courts are about, why you would use them. It's a very powerful tool that's been given to us. Personally, I got to a point where I had no answers and the Lord took me into heaven and started showing me these things. And I thought I was a wacko and a nut job. Um, but I said, I'm just going to keep learning these things and experiencing them. And then I started seeing the results of these things. And I'll share more about that uh, in the teachings to come. And so also when I say, when I'm using, I say God and I say they, I'm talking about the triune, Father, Son, and Spirit. And we'll get into that a bit more, but don't get uh, boogered up with, with the language that I'm using, all right? It's the content and the frequency of those things. I mentioned about communion. That's a huge one. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to take it here and why. And why would I do that? And what's it look like up there? Which then brings me to how do you operate in the temple? Uh, the Bible actually talks a lot about the temple. Well, we have a temple that we can go to and actually do those things and receive from that. And I actually probably go to the temple almost every day. I mentioned about your DNA. We are designed to keep living forever or for a long time until we've completed the work that we've been assigned to. And so uh, many of us, like we don't wanna be sick. We don't want those things. Well, how do you actually change your DNA? What composes of your DNA? And how do you use the, the courts and also the temple to adjust your DNA, to see yourself live fully. Scripture says that we're supposed to live life abundantly now. And so anything that's not moving out of abundance, there's a problem there. And so trying to figure out, okay, what's the next steps I need to do to access the change in my body here in this realm. I mentioned the soaking room. I mentioned a couple other things like that. There's some key places that open up to you as you begin to access the heavenly realms that you're going to want to spend a lot of time there initially and go back to there. Uh, it's, there's, there's key points that become access points to more things. Another big one is tutors. You're not meant to walk alone. You have beings and people that want to give you information. It's just like a good parent. I have children. I want to pass along the things that I've learned. I don't want them to make the same mistakes. Well, it's the same of people in your past that have left the earth. It's the same as people from the Bible. They want to come back and fulfill their destiny and help us to fulfill ours. The same is true of the seven spirits of God. We're going to get into that one. I love that one. So how do you work with the seven spirits? Many of you have probably been having some type of encounters, dreams, visions, ecstatic things. Uh, I'm in yoga a couple days ago. I was just at the end of it, I was just gone. And I came up out of it and I said, hey, did we do the finish? And, and the yoga instructor just looked at me and said, yeah. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just like, 
I was in another realm. I was gone. But fortunately, she knows me enough to say, that's great. That's why we have this. And so you've been having some of those encounters. And so we're going to talk about, you know, different beings, um, what to do with some of the dreams, what to do with some of those experiences. And because some of those things that actually come to you, uh, because of our gates aren't clean yet, um, it's allowing things that you don't want to interact with at this time. And so we're going to look at some of those so that you can be able to judge for yourselves. It's nothing to be scared about. It's just to say, hmm, I can access this or not access, or I had this encounter, hmm, we're gonna set this on the table, or I wanna delve deeper into this. Deconstructing our mind. This really is what the whole program is about. It's taking down some pillars. Remember I said, what got you here isn't going to get you there. So it's really about saying, that's been awesome to get me here, but it's not going to get me there. So I need to take some of these foundations and tear them down so that they can be rebuilt in a healthy, positive way. So many of us, me included, have come from family backgrounds that are slightly dysfunctional. How was that as a nice way to say that? They've given us things that are not healthy and we continue to struggle with them. So we're going to talk about how to actually deconstruct those, not just ignore them. And probably one of the big ones, which we'll get into later, is the restoration. I care about the earth. I want it restored. It's actually our job. I want my body restored. I want my relationships restored. So it talks about restoring all things. So for instance, uh, the Lord's prayers, which most everybody knows, it's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, you're going to need to go to heaven to figure out how do I bring that here down to here and what's that look like? Well, you actually are the connecting point, the only thing in creation that actually connects those two pieces together. One of the books, the oldest books in the Bible is the book of Job. I want to just take a few seconds really to explain the book of Job to you in a whole nother way. And we'll get into this in a later teaching, but think about Job this way. It's actually a court case. And Job, in the first few chapters, it said, Satan went into heaven and said, Hey, I went around the earth and nobody's serving you. And so there's a court. And he says, well, Job is. And so Satan says, well, I want to take what he has and then he won't serve you. And uh, whoever the judge is at that point says, well, Job actually should have been in court, but he wasn't there. So what happens when there's a court case and you don't show up? Says, well, you can take everything, but don't touch the man. So that happens. He loses everything. Comes back. Time happens. Satan comes back to court. Job, who should have been in court, wasn't, uh, says, hey, he's still serving you. Yeah, but, but he's got his health. So the judge says, well, you can take everything, but don't take his life. Says, okay. So then his health goes bad. And it says he's laying there scraping himself with pottery, with the pus and the boils. And his friends come to him. And I think it says like seven days they sit there and mourn with him. So that's the first few chapters of Job. Probably one of the wealthiest, most respected men on the planet at that time. He had done all according to the earth realm that was correct 
And yet he neglected to understand who he really was because he was meant to be in the courts. So then you have, geez, I don't know, 40-ish chapters of his friends arguing with them and they go back and forth, back and forth. And at the end of it, the Lord comes down and says, enough. And it says, a whirlwind came. Well, a whirlwind in Hebrew means he was moved to another realm. In other words, he was brought to heaven. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, hey, where were you when this happened, when this happened, when this happened? And actually, Job knew those things. And he's at the end of it, he says, oh, woe is me. I shouldn't have even spoken. And then the Lord does it again, brings him up and says, I can't say anything else. I forgot. Well, then Job actually takes his position in heaven, and then you see the finish. And if you understand, again, from a Hebrew perspective, it says he got everything back in double. And then the Lord says, if you pray for your friends, even though they have spoken evil against me, um, I will spare their life. And so he actually does do that. And so what you see is somebody who in the earth realm was doing everything perfectly above and beyond everything else. He was favored. He was blessed. He was all these things. And yet he didn't take his position in heaven. And that's really what's happening to us. We've tried to do these things, but yet these other things are happening and we can't figure out why. Well, the why is because we're not actually in the heavenly realms taking our seat and our place to adjudicate from that spot. So by taking this course, what can you expect? You can expect to learn some things. You can expect to be triggered. And you can expect to have invested some time and slowly, it's like a seed. It's not going to be instant. Some things are going to be instant because the Lord's going to um, accelerate it in your mind to keep going. But a lot of things, they're going to take time. When I first started going to court, there's things that I still haven't seen the fruition of those things. But then other things I saw, it was radically instant and it kept me going even though I didn't understand it. And when I first started this, literally there was one person on the planet that I found was teaching any of this stuff. And it wasn't even in my country. That's why I thought I was a big nut job. But now uh, there's so many resources. The Lord is opening this up to so many people. And again, all I'm trying to do is have an introduction to take what we've learned and inheritance and give it away to you for free. You should have more questions by the time you're done than you have right now. It's like opening up Pandora's box of things. You're going to go, oh my goodness. You're going to begin to see and experience things that were never in your mind's eye. You're going to discover resources. You're going to discover hidden places in yourself that need to be cleaned out. It's not going to be easy. Let me state that again. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be so worth it. Some of you are already on this path. It's just going to accelerate those things. Some of you have been trying and you're seeing breakthrough in little areas, but there's a few you're like, man, what is that key? What is that moment? And my hope is that those uh, become the, the door that opens for you. Frankly, some of your angels are bored and they want to actually help you and do the work with you and bring to you the things that you're actually desiring. That's what they're created for. Let me state this again. This isn't for everyone. You are so powerful to disagree. 
I am not here to convince you of anything. That's why I'm keeping this part private. It's only for certain people. So I don't want to get into arguments and yeah, but what about this and this and this? There's a difference between asking questions to gain an opening and then saying, I don't agree with you. I'm going to push back on you. Two different things. You need to have the questions answered in your mind because that opens up things and it's going to teach you things. And frankly, you guys are going to learn so much more than me because you are uniquely built to receive things from the Lord that I don't get. And so part of this almost is even selfish because I want you to be blessed so that I can learn from you. A few last thoughts. I'm going to say some things that you're going to go, whoa, that's weird. I just call it the bucket. So I've listened to people like, oh, that was way out there. So I just, I just put it in this bucket and if it's supposed to come back, it will. And then the few things that I'm supposed to focus on, brood over, meditate, chew on, that's what I focus on. The other part is this video, these videos are not the point. The point is again, relationship. And so I'm going to tell the story later on how this whole thing began, because frankly, I wasn't really wanting to do this. It just got laid in my lap. And so I began without knowing where it was going to go. And so the most important piece are the meditations of taking four or five days a week to sit quietly for 30 minutes and open the gate to your spirit to do those things. You're not going to maybe have instant, wow, that was amazing. But let me tell you, when the seed is planted and you put your intention to it, it will produce fruit. I think that's enough for the introduction at this point. You have enough to move forward. If some of the things you can actually feel it in your system that it's resonating with you. If that's the case, take the email and say, I've listened to the longer introduction. I want to start the 10 week course. I'm committing to starting the 10 week course. I'm committing to take 30 minutes almost every day to meditate. That's going to be the commitment that you're actually making. And the reason why you need to make it is because you're going to be opening things up. And if you don't follow the process, um, you're going to, there are some bad critters out there. There's nothing to fear about it, but we also don't make light of those things. And so we want to get some boundaries and some tracks for you to move forward so that at the end of 10 weeks, you can move yourself. You can start to go to these resources and you can have your own experiences every day in the spirit. That's what I do. And I've been doing it for now. I don't know, 25, 30 years, almost every day.